Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 14, Divine Providence, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. We're lighting up the beacon. We're inviting you all in to the Not Padre that is this podcast to talk about everything that happened in the penultimate episode of Season 7. It is the penultimate episode. We have two left. We have one left. Two left because there is no God. <laughs> Here to talk about what the ever-loving hell we just watched are two of my favorite people in the whole world and people that I would never flip on at the last possible second for no apparent reason whatsoever. Josh Wiggler and Chappelle. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Howdy. (laughs) Doing better than uh, Wes right now, I'll tell you that. Alive, one day at a time. Um, yeah, I'm pretty confused over this episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. I got to tell you, uh, just a little bit baffled over whatever it was that just happened. Lots of thing, lots of things happened. I don't know that I understand all of the things that happened. So uh, hopefully, over the course of this podcast, we can we can get to the bottom of why certain people acted in certain ways. I I hope that we do because I think the writers should be listening to this. Uh, trying to figure it out themselves they're like maybe you can tell us because i don't think they know yeah i don't really know what's going on uh this is this is a very strange episode of tv uh this is uh this is an episode where finally alicia and strand are gonna have their second half of season seven face off and that seems like that would be an important deal but it takes so many different strange emotional twists and turns and people making decisions that don't seem to be rooted in anything that we have seen in the previous however many episodes of this season. Uh, I'm just confused. I'm very, very uh, uh, turned by divine providence. That being uh, said, uh, Victor Strand's mustache. Sweet. Very twirly. I yeah, love AJ Mask. I miss AJ. Where yeah. is AJ? This is this is why this is why we have to have the entire crew together because we yes. need to support yeah. each other in this. Um, this episode of Fear the Walking Dead broke Davy Rickenbacker on Twitter. I don't know if y'all saw his tweets. <laughs> uh, I think I may have. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Fear the Walking Dead has so many incredible actors with shit writing for it to be this its seventh season. Please let Tales of the Walking Dead revitalize my hope in the Walking Dead spinoffs." Um, Davy's a hard one to crack when it comes to the, the zombie stuff. He's yeah, in it, yeah. all, like he's all the way in. And um, if this broke Davy, <laughs> yeah, fear, fear is losing sight of things uh-huh. uh, very clearly. Because yeah, Josh, just these people are just making decisions, and you're just kind of like, why? And you never really get a satisfactory reason why anybody's doing anything. I want to start with our guy Victor Strand. Um. His motivation in life in general has always been questionable to me. Sometimes it's, I just want to just tease Morgan. Like I really am going through all of this to make Morgan feel mm-hmm. bad. But then also like, but I put all that to the side because I want Alicia to think I'm cool. And it's <laughs> like, but then also don't want Alicia to think I'm cool because I don't know. I don't really trust her anymore. Even though everyone told me that I shouldn't trust her, but I killed the guy who told me I shouldn't trust her anyway. Like I should just let him kill her if I wasn't going to trust her anyway. But anyway, I wanted her to think I was cool. So in the meantime, I did that. That's that's the thing that happened in this episode. That 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 is his mm-hmm. thought process. And I do not know why. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, I feel like if anybody should commit to a bit, it's Victor. And it was just like at a certain point, it's like you can continue being like zombie apocalypse dollar store Edie Amin, or you can like walk away from the tower, like, yeah, I'm done now. You're like Forrest Gump um deciding he doesn't want to run anymore is basically what happened here. And there's no reason why we don't we aren't giving a compelling a compelling reason for him to do either thing. Yeah, but then uh after he's decided he's going to go back uh, home cuz he's done walking, it's like he got back <laughs> home and then he just started running again. You know, yeah. it, the the whole thing was just very zigzaggy and uh hard to track the motivations of everybody. And I think another thing that was challenging about it is there were like there were character turns that uh, occurred in this episode 
that felt like they would be the product of season long storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Of, of things that w- would be seeded throughout the season. And instead it's just sort of like these, these kind of like spontaneous feeling choices, right? Uh, Wes uh, decided to go to the tower. Uh, what is it? Three full episodes ago. And so the other two episodes that have featured Wes have then featured him, uh, you know, really pushing himself to be the new Lieutenant getting that job. The episode after that is him on the job out in the field as Strand's new Lieutenant having just walked into the job. And by this one, divine providence, Wes has rallied the Rangers so thoroughly within the tower that they are now looking at him as the new leader. Uh, and he is able to stage this coup against Strand. Um, so how any of that really tracks over such a short period of time is really kind of beyond me. And so much of the action of this episode hinges on that turn of like Strand and Alicia are being, you know, uh, assault on Precinct 13 throughout the tower uh, by this person who has just seized enormous power that we've like earned none of that with. Uh, and part of that is a function of like, the cast of this show just being way too big. Uh, and so it's impossible to like really develop out stories that are super, super clear with um, the amount of characters that are in here and the way in which we spend time with them uh, in terms of these episodes being so scattered. And it takes what five episodes before we saw strand in this half of the season. Um, and then other parts of it are just like, I don't know, really, I do think ultimately, unfortunately baffling writing decisions. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it last time of like, I don't know if that's what should have happened to Howard. That feels like, you know, maybe you were building something better with Howard. Not to say Howard shouldn't get thrown off the roof, but maybe we should earn Howard getting thrown off the roof. To that point, I'm saying maybe we should have earned Wes being able to take over the tower. And maybe we also should have been able to earn Strand being like, yeah, I don't think I actually want this. I just was building it for you, Alicia, and you win now. Um But then, uh, I don't know. It is just, like, very, very confusing how all of that happened. And it just, I get what they're aiming for, and it just doesn't quite hit the target for me. Uh, It's, like, a kind way of putting it, I think. Well, I have have two things that I want to say here. Thing number one, Fear the Walking Dead really takes a very dim view of zealotry. um, Given that we've seen Teddy's cult decide they don't want to follow Alicia on a dime and all of a sudden Arno is their dude after you know Teddy was their dude and now Alicia is their dude and now it's Arno like boom 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 we just want to follow somebody and now these guys strand working very hard to you know become this like all-powerful leader and then immediately like some other guy snaps his fingers and everybody turns on him that I guess in a volatile environment like the zombie nuclear apocalypse, you might have this sort of feeling lost and not knowing who to turn to and every new boss feels like a better choice. But this seemed this seemed very sudden and very unearned. So that I didn't love. I think you need a bunch of like lemmings that'll go off the cliff for their guy. They don't need to just like all of a sudden decide they're going off the other cliff for the other guy. And the other thing I saw this totally wackadoo thing on Reddit and I want to get your take on this. And I don't know. It didn't seem to get much traction there, but I just think it's an interesting thought exercise. So what if we swap the deaths of Wes and Howard? Uh What if, I've what been if thinking they, that the whole time. Yeah, what if yeah. they make Senior push Wes off the cliff? And what if Howard tries to seize control? I, why not, right? Like, we've always known Howard as, like, he knows that he is a fanatic. He knows that he's following Morgan off a cliff. But he also knows, that, like, right and wrong. We know that we've we've seen that from him before. Um, So it would make sense yeah. for him who lived there first. Remember, Howard was in the mm-hmm. building before Strand even got there. It would make sense for him to wake up one day and say, why are you in charge? Why? Right. why? You don't yeah, seem I to know what you're this. doing. Right. I collected I the artifacts. And yeah. you have very clear weaknesses in Alicia and Morgan that I just don't have. Why don't we kill Wes, who, you know, whatever. We just met the guy. Kill him. And then I take over. And then people following him would make more sense because he's been there since day one. And they could have been there as, you know, the the uh, vi- the other viable option. You know, like, well, Strand's in charge, but 
we kind of listen to the vice president a little bit yeah. more, you know, he's like the he, Dick Cheney of the tower. Yeah. Exactly. But no, it's, it's West all along. That's so silly. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and even the moment when West seasons control, a part of me is like, is West the new big bad? And then like split, a split second later, I said, he's not making it out of this episode. What am I talking about? Right. Like he's about to die, you know, because what world would West, what, what, why, why would we care about West being in control of this building? What, what would that do for the story? You know? So I knew the moment he turned, to, I was like, oh, that's a wrap. It's a wrap. West is on the way out. Now what we go to from here, I have no clue because who is even in charge of what now? Like, is Alicia in charge? The the, the what is happening? I'm is so. Is there confused. anything to be in charge of at the well, end of this? Episode? We haven't seen the extent of the fire damage on the tower, but it doesn't look great. Uh, so, um, and she, and this is right after Alicia has uh, broadcast out to everybody. Yeah, come to the tower. They're all going to go to those coordinates. And it's just going to be burning rubble. Great, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Yet another Padre misfire from uh, from Alicia Clark. Uh, yeah, not I wanna, the Padre. I, I think I found the comment you're talking about on Reddit, Jess, from mm -hmm. uh, Remus PA, I believe, on Reddit. So shouts to, to that user. Uh, I think that uh, the idea of Howard sticking around long enough to be the person who uh, who goes against Strand here, that would have felt like a satisfying escalation of that story. It would have felt like, yeah, this is the kind of shit that happens. Power grab. He's been a long ride or die with you for a while, but now you're exposing weaknesses that just because you're president, he's not going to agree with, and he's going to like try and like counter strike you. That would have worked really well coming from Howard. One thing that wouldn't have happened is if Strand kills Howard in the same spot where he kills Wes, I don't know how much Alicia ultimately gives a shit because she doesn't know Howard yeah. at all. That being said, I don't know if I completely understand why Alicia gives a shit about the person who's been pointing a gun at her and has been chasing her throughout this entire tower for this entire episode with designs on killing her, why she cares that Strand has killed that guy in her place. But the other thing I don't get beyond that is why Strand recognizes within Alicia in that moment that, oh, you're never going to trust me again, and decides to flip on the dime on her as well after having spent the entire episode trying to convince her that I'm just trying to get us back to basics, I'm just trying to show you what I've been fighting for, and I think that maybe we can start over and clean slate this thing, and he's really making this aggressive push there, and he gets her to the top of the thing and lights the beacon, and that's where he's like, but you're not going to trust me, are you? Like, he's like, give it some time. And now he's up at the roof like five minutes later. He's like, I'm not giving it any time. You're not going to trust me. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Uh, it's just like such convenient writing. And I I, I don't, uh, I, it's uh, maybe convenient writing, but highly inconvenient viewing uh, and incoherent viewing as well. That's the one thing that you don't get if you kill Howard instead of Wes. But the, uh, the fact that um, Wes being killed by Strand is the thing that causes Alicia to not trust Strand anymore. That's just not really viable either. So, you know. So dumb. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, <laughs> all she has to know is that it's Howard's tower and Strand came in and like they were the dynamic duo. And I think you right. established if you're gonna that kill with your one vice, line of, yeah. You'll kill your vice president. You'll kill the guy who sacrificed everything to help you build this place. How can I ever trust you again? Yep. Done. Yeah. Done. Done. There, fixed it for you, Fear the yeah. Walking Dead. Didn't it's need not the to first be time like, done that. I liked his paintings. Uh, <laughs> I liked it when he painted on stuff and you just killed that guy. How dare you, sir? Yeah, I, I feel like I don't really, I don't know who Wes is as a character. I never really have known. And I think it's funny, Chappelle, because I think you, you said, like, we just met the guy. I think he showed up in season five. Uh, no, just... uh, yeah, no, I meant <laughs> Strand and them just met like he just came to the tower, right, you right, know. Like, right, we right. have known him for a while, but to just but point, have we, right? Like, have we, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, the most the, the thing I learned about West the most that they probably have undersold throughout the series is that him getting left in that bunker really, like, when they went when they ran off, really hurt his feelings. Yeah, like, he really never recovered from that, and that and that's sad because you know, I, I'm sure that's traumatic. Alicia just up and left him. Um, but that being said. Everything that happens after that doesn't make any sense to me. When Alicia is shocked that Strand murders him, 
It's like, what was the alternative, Alicia? Sit here and, and, and have a standoff the entire time while the people upstairs light the beacon that you want us to start. Like, I had to kill him because, duh. Like, you know, it was just at this point, he's tried to kill us several times. They've literally shot at us. Daniel just got shot. Of course, I stabbed the guy. It's not a, there's not a question of why. You should not trust me less because I stabbed Wes. Now, you should trust me less because I'm Strand, but not because I stabbed Wes. We should not care about Wes. He's been trying to kill us. Pay attention. It's, it's, I don't know. This was yeah. this was silly. And we haven't even talked about Daniel yet. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I need to talk about Daniel. See, yeah. this is where I'm missing AJ. Because I feel yes. like we could just have like a whole five minute segment. Ophelia, you're there. Where are you? Where, why are you lying to me about Ophelia? <laughs> uh, Ophelia's alive. This is just my AJ Mass impression of Daniel Salazar. Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, and 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 there would just be like five solid minutes of AJ yes. starting to say something and yes. then not saying it. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be the entire Daniel segment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Daniel. Now, Daniel, at this point, basically unkillable, right? Like, he got shot, but whatever. He's been shot like a hundred times already. Hmm. Unkillable. Dementia has changed him. <laughs> like, he legit, like, it, it. no, seriously. Like, it is one of those things where it's like his memory screwed up, but he's become a killing machine. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do to stop him. He is unstoppable. The moment you say, oh, yeah, Ophelia, it's like, it's like the, the little uh, secret soldier code word. You know, he just like goes into a trance and now he's like i'm ready to kill all of you i'll kill alicia i don't care I'll, I'll kill strand who is this woman in the bed i'll kill her too like what are you talking about where is Ophelia? you lied to me i was like this man is crazy he shows yeah. up like the terminator and just starts shooting people yeah. like you gotta get the gun from daniel because he's probably he's a little unhinged right and now. he's like, like he does he's not He's he might like, decide you're the bad guy. He's like right. psychotic sometimes too. He sneaks up behind that guy who's getting the order, kill the old man, and he puts his handcuffs around him and drags him down to the ground. He's like, do you want to know why this is happening to you? It's never <laughs> too late to learn that you're not supposed to handcuff me in the front. As he like <laughs> is digging his handcuffs through his throat. There's a blood gush on the wall. That wasn't a neck break. That was like a going Garot. through the throat uh and um that's like psychotic but like go. like i understand that you have to kill the man and escape but did you have to like uh schwarzenegger him on the way out and like give him like a quip like a knock knock or stick around <laughs> like you didn't have to do that you didn't have to like you know, like, uh, like, uh, you know, dunk on him while you were just doing sort of the service act of killing him to save your life. Uh, so yes, yeah, Salazar's bent. Uh, it's like he's some scary go. stuff going on with go. Salazar. I don't know how he's gonna go, Chappelle. He's, he's got. He's, he was shot in the chest, and they're like, "Are you all right?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." fine. This is like, it's like this. Uh, whatever. Like, if I have to get dementia, this is the kind I want. The kind of makes you a super soldier because I just don't understand. Like even the guy he who, who he decapitated seemingly, like that guy was actually kind of not going to kill him. He's like, yeah. uh, yeah, you want me to kill the old guy? Why? And Wes is like, just do it. He's like, mm, I don't know. And then Daniel's like, it's fine, I'll kill you. He's like, that guy wasn't bothering you. He was just watching. He was just watching to see, if, you know, to make sure you were still here. He didn't. He didn't hurt anybody, uh, to my knowledge. So yeah, it's Daniel was off his rocker. And they just need to stop trusting him around people at this point because he, if the switch goes off, like, because now he knows he's been lied to several times, who's to say that he's not like going to look at Luciana and be like, So, remember that one thing that you said that one time? Yeah, that landed really softly when it that did. came up. Yes. Because mm -hmm. so it I does come up. I hope it's going to come back around. It felt <laughs> like they addressed it. It felt like <laughs> it felt like throughout the episode, Salazar is being led through the tower by Strand saying, yeah, Ophelia's at the top. And then he gets there. And he's like, She's not. She did die in Mexico. And he's like, how many times are you guys going to flip this story? And he's like, OK, I you know what, Strand, even though I have, you know, a mountain of reasons to kill you, this is not the straw that's going to break this camel's back. And I will let you walk away from this encounter, which is shockingly unbelievable at this point that's only um, like the 50th time somebody should have killed strand this season but like salazar specifically in his entire relationship with this guy he got he still hasn't uh you know gotten true justice for being shot in the face 
by Strand. <laughs> Let us not forget. Uh, and he doesn't return the favor in this episode is beyond me. The level of plot armor that Strand is wearing right now. Not to say that he's unkillable necessarily, but that they are saving his death for a moment. And Salazar is not going to be the one who gets to do it. At least not tonight. Um, but then he goes into the parking lot uh, to like reconnect with everybody. And he does have this moment with Luciana where he's like, yes, Strand was leading me through the tower telling me that Ophelia was at the top, even though she's dead. And Luciana's like, oh, you know about that? He's like, yeah, I do. And she's like, well, <laughs> do you know why? You know, I had to do it because I feel like it was the only way. He's like, I get it. And that's like basically <laughs> it. <laughs> And it's like, but that was a, that was so important emotionally that you made an entire episode out of it and cleared the tower single-handedly. Or should we be benevolent and not break this poor old man any further? And they spend an entire 45 minutes on this question. And now one of the three people in that episode who is a main character is dead. And the other one who was the person who crossed this Rubicon apparently seems to have been totally forgiven and Salazar himself seems to be absolutely fine. Um, so that's like the kind of thing where it's like, what is the story economy here? Uh, my yeah, goodness. They never even had the conversation of, yeah, it probably will break him, but yeah, maybe it won't. Maybe he'll be cool with it. Yeah. Like it's they didn't been... even consider it as a possibility. And that's the whole thing that turned Wes against them. Wes was like, Y'all lying to this old man is just a bridge too far for me. I mean, y'all are playing with his dementia. I'm sorry, but I, I can't trust y'all anymore. I'm about to go and usurp Strand. Like, yeah, I'll just like, go and kill him later. Yes, right. he did order his execution on top of this. He's yeah. like, I'm so scandalized by how mean you are to this old man. Two episodes <laughs> later, kill the old man. Um, what has happened? It's not enough time has not passed for us to, to buy into any of that from Wes. Um, my my, yeah. my favorite part is when Strand just lies to Daniel and was like, "No, she's in the next room." Yeah. <laughs> like it was the most, it was the most inconsequential lie. It's like, okay, where is Ophelia? Okay, Daniel, I lied and said she was on the roof. She's actually in that bed right there. He's yeah. like, oh, he's like, that's not her. It's like, damn, you got me. Like that's that was Charlie. <laughs> he's like, oh shit. Oh God! I thought they said you had dementia. He's like, I mean, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Like, okay, well, okay, you got me there. Yeah, wait, yeah that's are tough. you sure I'm the one with dementia? Because you're the right. one that got it wrong. Yeah, right. Like, no, she's not on the roof. I've been lying to you. You know, this was all a facade just to no, get you here. No, Daniel, okay. you see, it's a metaphor. Uh, right. You know, like uh, it's it, metaphorically that's Ophelia. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, Char and Charlie's like, I'm sorry, I'm not Ophelia. Dave's like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm. It's okay. I don't. You're, you'll do like will she really yeah i i mean yeah like it even did seem a little half-hearted where she's like you could go daniel it's okay you could leave it's like no 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 i'll stay fine. i'll stay i'll stay <laughs> i'll fine. stay we love we love charlie what are you talking Listen, about we yeah, have no reason to Char to, to desert charlie he's never done anything bad yeah. to us exactly Char we charlie charlie's like daniel you could go i know that you'd really much rather be killing everyone in the buildings like, no 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 no, no, stop no, it. That's not Show true. Me. And besides, they've already killed half of them. Right. Uh, you know, let let <laughs> a few others system. get their get yeah. their. Get I'll their just fun back in. clean up. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this yeah. was this was just ridiculous and, TV. And I don't, I I don't, you know, it it maybe it's fun, maybe it's aggravating. You listen, we talk about how like sometimes it's like you guys don't get mad at Walking Dead enough, or sometimes you get too mad at Walking Dead. So why are you still talking about it? It's a tricky line to to walk because sometimes I really do greatly enjoy all of these shows. Uh, there are moments where uh, the acting is just stellar, the writing is really sharp. Uh, you know, people have died or like stakes have been established. It absolutely happens even seven seasons into Fear of the Walking Dead and God knows how many episodes into the flagship. Um, and I like to even on the ones that are pretty bad, I like to find something worth, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about. It brings me no real pleasure, despite how fun it can be to rant about this stuff to pick. I think that this episode was just bad and it's just like, it was, it was baffling and it's like we wanted characters to be in certain positions so that the next things on the show can happen, but it just all feels deeply unearned. And if there were trying and it 
felt like I'd like to gut check both of you. It felt to me like the show was like, I think that we could walk Strand back from this cliff. I think that we could like, I don't think that Strand has gone too far. I think that we could pull him back. It felt like that was what the writing was trying to tell me. And I'm like, I don't think that you can in any kind of believable way tell me that Strand is misunderstood. Uh, you know, Strand's out here eating strawberries, Jess, while throwing people off rooftops. That's not a misunderstood person. No, there's no universe. Like, you can't, you can't spend... Deliciously evil? Yeah, sure. you can't spend an entire season setting up Strand is the ultimate villain. And he's, you know, he does horrible things. He, like, makes a woman spend months painting a portrait for him that he then throws off the top of the building because he doesn't like the colors um it it just beggars belief that they think that's redeemable and you know this is a universe that has redeemed negan i i buy negan being redeemed before i buy strand being redeemed yeah but i i i do understand what josh is saying because there were moments where i was like well what happens to strand now because like if he's not dead, like I really thought, like this must be the finale because we have to kill Strand right. at this point. Like we, there's why would you leave him alive? It would. What is the reason for leaving Strand alive at this point? Like he has to die. But if he doesn't, then this is the redemption arc. This is us like trying to show that Strand is conflicted. That Strand doesn't. He doesn't feel these evil acts that he actually did. Like that's not him. You know, like. That's because the 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 watery eyed look he's giving Alicia, like, please just stay with me in your last days. Strand, what? What? Yeah. You? She's like, I'm about to die in seven days. Well, give me what you have. Like, why? The, what does Alicia have on you? Yeah. yeah. What is what, it? Did you earn this? No, you didn't. No. So I'm like, so he's about to die, right? Because what is the what foreseeable reason would you keep? strand alive aside from morgan showing up and being like don't kill him you know like, like yeah. that would and only morgan would do that let's be yeah. very clear morgan, morgan is literally is yeah to be like i know he just shot at me but i mean we saw this in the submarine i know he just shot at me but let's just let him go yeah i actively that, poisoned him yeah right now i'm gonna let him live i mean, I, I can't I deal know. with it if it happens i cannot uh, i will be insufferable like i yeah, yeah i'm pretty bad about negan I just won't understand how this man can try to kill you with every every five seconds of this show. He's trying to and murder to be someone. reintegrated into the group, right? Like, honestly, that's really real. That's that's like a that is like a that's not like a tough pill to swallow. That's like an entire freaking Rubik's cube that you're asking me to digest, and I can't mm, do that. Yeah. Uh, mm, delicious Rubik's cube. <laughs> uh, so as pointy. as Jess reveals her true alien self, I feast on <laughs> Rubik's cube. But you guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> Your cover has been blown. I feel like with with Strand and Alicia that there's absolutely a through line there. Uh, you know, they've been they're the, they're the season one OGs. They've been through a lot of stuff together over the course of the entire show, and that they could be in a place where they're really emotionally fraught with one another. And Strand feels like I'm doing all of this for Alicia and I'm willing to be my my own unapologetic bad guy self to ensure a better future for her. I don't think that that's necessarily fully out of character. The stuff that then doesn't square up with that at all to me is when he's just like relishing in eating fresh fruit while pushing uh, dissenters from the rooftop. Uh, gleefully telling you, no, if we're sending him to the basement, he's fine. It's the rooftop where we throw people off and kill them. Uh, and like saying that with like now literal mustache twirling glee. Uh, that's the stuff that like, if then you're trying to tell me that there is this emotional undercurrent where Strand is like, you're the daughter I've never had. When just a couple of episodes ago, he had kidnapped a child effectively and was even going to be like, None of you can be in the tower with me and the child, by the way. I'm the only one who gets to raise her anymore. But no, it's like Alicia who he's building this better future for and is the true daughter figure to him. That's the type of stuff that just doesn't add up, which is unfortunate because there's absolutely like seasons of history that you could build on to make this believable. But a lot of the like 
this got us from here to there to like, you know, the point A to B to C stuff. Like it just doesn't add up. Like we don't get to D uh, like that. Does not like somehow you put like A and X together and expected us to have C like, that's not how this works. This is just like all these ingredients have been so haphazardly put together when like they should be able to create like the right thing. Uh, I don't know. It is really frustrating. Really, really frustrating. This is a show that, should care about its mythology and yet it just reboots itself every season so you get things like that's a bond that they should be able to play off of and we should recognize it when they show flashback scenes of ophelia and instead i'm like who the hell was oh oh, okay i assume that's who that must be but i don't remember her at all and they just they can't have it both ways yeah. you know you can't you can't have a fresh new type of show every season and also expect us to care about things that happen not with the same seasons. characters yeah. but this is uh to back to davy's point uh chappelle is like tales of the walking dead please fix this uh and this is why i am excited about tales of the walking dead because i think that there are really strong storytellers who work on the walking dead franchise believe it or not and i think that the production value is often really really great and the zombie designs are just incredible and i think that there's a lot of different stuff tonally uh genre wise that you can do within uh the zombie uh au revoir, as it were uh, I think that we could we could see like the like ridiculous, uh, you know, zombie rom-com episode. We could do like some version of like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode within uh, <laughs> the Walking Dead universe through Tales of the Walking Dead because it's an anthology show because it's going to be a different cast every time. Allegedly, uh, it's going to be telling different stories each and every episode. Fear the Walking Dead does often, to your point, Jess, I feel like it's trying to do something like that with like each season or sometimes half season. It's trying to like reskin itself. And sometimes it, it works to an extent, but other times it's just like, wait, John Dory is now like a, a cop for the bad guys. Like I, I know that ultimately he's like, yeah, I don't buy it either. But like at any point, um, there's just like some stuff that this show tends to do that does feel like it's trying to hit the reset button that it really can't on. But I am intrigued to see like when they actually have the proper show where this is the premise. Uh, like what, what does that look like? Um, hopefully better than whatever the heck is going on on this show right now. It'd be hard to do worse. Actually, no, this is not the worst fear the walking dead. This is by far not the worst. I can point to two things that I, that oh, I hated boy. more than this. Mm -hmm. um, thing number one is when we were set up for an entire season to be mourning the death of Nick Clark, only to find out that Madison Clark had been dead for six months. And then all of a sudden, you know, Nick died yesterday, but we're still mourning Madison because that's what we saw happen most recently. That made me really mad. Mm hmm. And the other thing that made me really mad was when everybody drank antifreeze and then cured themselves by drinking beer. That was wild. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I, kinda, I, I hated that and I loved it at the same yeah. time. It's hard I mean, to separate the two. I, I do have a love-hate relationship with the wrestling match. Um, yes. You know, I think I look back fondly at like we le legit are like having a wrestling match with zombies like that. That is a thing that happened. I think we um, were split in the room here on, on that. I, I don't want to speak for AJ. I don't think AJ loved it particularly. Uh, I, I think that it was campy and fun uh, and like, you know, kind of stupid. But like, so are these shows to a degree, even when they're great. Yeah. You know, I just, I just wanted to pick one, though. You know, like be campy and fun all the time. Yeah. That's why I like Strand, because he's always campy and fun. Right. But then, like, you have Morgan, who's the exact opposite of that. And then mm -hmm. you put them in the same room, and then nothing they do together makes sense. Because Strand is this wacky, zany villain, and Morgan's trying to be, like, this super serious person who is giving the wacky, zany villain several chances, you know, to, to survive and to try to kill him again. It's very, very Bugs Bunny, you, you know, know in, what this in a is? way. No, no, you mm -hmm. know what this is? This is Christian Bale Batman yes. trying to fight Jim Carrey Riddler. yes. Exactly. Yeah. Or to bring it's it like, back to Arnold, he's fighting like freaking Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a cartoon character versus the most serious person, like the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of you know The Walking Dead. Yeah. And it's just like, why is it like this? So that's that's what frustrates me. But 
you do make a good point, Josh, about the anthology series because some of the our favorite episodes from The Walking Dead proper were during that little, you know, random season where it felt like none of the episodes mattered, right? Like we had uh, Princess in the Boxcars, which was interesting. We definitely had the John Dory's, I mean, not the uh, the Robert Patrick disease, um, Robert Patrick Trick Eye. Right. Yeah. Robert Patrick's, yes. Yeah, Patrick's. Yeah, but like we always go back to those episodes. They mean nothing, mm-hmm. but we went, we go back to talking about them. And so I think, yeah, if you tell me that we don't have to tie this into anything, we just made an episode about zombies that doesn't matter. Okay, fine. My issue with the show is always why are we watching it if it doesn't matter? And so if you tell me it's an anthology series, I know it's not supposed to matter. So, all right, give me six or seven so episodes. I, so, fine. Oh, so you just want to give me, like, Walking Dead vibes? I'll watch the Walking Dead vibes show yeah. if I know that that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zombie sure. wrestling match. Zombie, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, uh, twin twin twist zombies, you know. Uh, like, give me all of that stuff? Fine. Whatever. It's cool. But then, like, for you to be like, but all of that actually means something, and you can never show me what it means, that's what frustrates me. Because I want the story to mean something. I want this, again, I want it to start and end and be, and make sense in the middle, you know? And right now, it just doesn't feel like it's making sense. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So let's let's do a little think tank then. So for for the upcoming Tales from the Walking Dead, give me your best... Number one thing on your wish list. What is an episode? Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze on (laughs) The Walking Dead. These are zombies on ice. Uh, Like, I want to see all of that. I want to see him just uh, uh, freezing walkers to death left and right. Uh, Very badly. Maybe maybe like space travel. Mm -hmm, Maybe like some some smarty pants is like, okay, let's just go to the moon and uh, we get like a whole episode or something like that, like NASA or, you know, like on a, on a, on a shuttle that doesn't actually launch because that would be stupid. Yeah, you know, but, Horizon, but with zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something cool like that. I mean, cause if you can do whatever you want, then yeah, go for it. Sky's mm-hmm. the limit, Put put them in the white house. You know, I don't, I don't care. Animated um, episode. Give me a, no. give me Claymation. a, give me. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Hot motion, like, is that what they call it? I want yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like community. Like Puppets. a rank a rank and bass episode of the walking yes, dead. Rank and bass walking dead, yes. Yeah. The rank yeah. and dead. Yeah. Is, I'm just saying, like now you give you say, hey, do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. And just pick two characters. They don't ever have they could you could say that they've known each other their whole lives. You could say they met today and then put them in some ridiculous situation at an ice skating rink. And what happens when the Zamboni driver is the zombie? You know, like what, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me something like that. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. but just make it make, make it make sense where it's where it's at. Don't try to shoehorn these r- ridiculous situations into something like this. Because ultimately, I still don't know where what's happening with the tower. You can't live there forever. You know the, the zombies are outside of it like a moat. So you're getting everybody to come here. It's about to burn down from what we can tell. What is next? Yeah. Where are they going to go? The whole point of this season has been, how do we get into this tower with Strand? And now it's like, okay, now now we now scratch all of that, erase the chalkboard, and come up with a whole different plan because we can't stay here anymore. And if we do stay here, why? Why are we living in this like tower? Was that the end of the series? Or are we just waiting for another big bad to show up? Like That's why I'm the kind of kind of annoyed so i yeah i'm i'm i hated the episode i did i'm sorry but like i just want the show to be better that's all don't be mad at me could we just end the show like bring them to padre and end the show and give them the mega happy ending um no they're not gonna yeah remember the french zombies remember that well it sounds like daryl's gonna go to france so he's got that hand how is daryl getting to france he's gonna he's gonna ride with Redis across the atlantic he's gonna ride his motorcycle across Mm -hmm. the atlantic yeah well this was part of apparently this was part of uh you know the the news that broke out about melissa mcbride's not gonna be in the daryl and carol show anymore uh and that it's gonna be filming in europe uh, I don't know if they've specified beyond that, but I would suspect that Daryl is going to be our French zombie outpost, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> the man barely speaks English. Yeah. He's to go, like, he just well, that runs. could be to his benefit, you know. <laughs> You know, oh he, my god. He loves to he loves to speak in grunts and body language. So, you know, this could work. This could work. He's more like he communicates via mood. Uh, I think that that could be that could be good. Um, I do think, though, 
that we talked about this last time that I, I think like the move right now that they may be making and probably is like, this is the thing to do is for fear the walking dead and the mainline walking dead to finally like meaningfully in a big way crossover as in like bring the fear people to the East coast, uh, get the fear people out of, out of the West coast and out of Texas. And they've been there for a long time now. And that was a big part of like the early going of this show was like every season would be like a vastly different place. Um, and like they resisted for a long time, like having actual people from the main walking dead show up on this show, send them all to Alexandria or the Commonwealth or whatever the heck it's going to be and have like Eugene and Aaron and Gabriel and all of these people mixing it up with them and have it be like, maybe not even like super friendly at the start. Maybe have it be a little adversarial. Have like the like the Walking Dead, uh, like uh, Tony Stark versus Steve Rogers action. I would be kind of here for that. At least like eventize it a little bit. I think we talked about this. How the next how the next iteration of whatever Walking Dead show is still standing. We just take all our favorite people from all the shows and like put them all together Slam in them one together. show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Maggie and Negan are going to be in New York. Yeah, you know? yeah. like. This they're is, not involved is, in this. Yeah, yeah they're her, not involved. In I this. said all our favorite people, name. Chappelle. Yeah. I like Maggie. You know, uh, okay. Yeah, Maggie's fine. I, I'm assuming Judith's going to be with them because Judith doesn't have any parents. You know, like uh, what is happening? I, Judith you know, is her own parents at this point. At this point, at this point, honestly, Judith's Wait, my what parent. is this um, dark? Yeah. So, but you know, even in this world where they managed to link them all up, you know, these people are in Texas, and they're in the middle of a, a nuclear apocalypse. Look, and now they're going to travel to Alexandria or the Commonwealth or whatever. And just like, like leave all that behind. And now we just traveled across the country after like, it just doesn't make any sense for no, them no, to no. ever see these people. Chappelle, we're going to merge the tribes onto a brand new beach. Ah, yes. Yes. The merge beach. I all forgot right. about that plan. They're going to uh, build a new civilization. They're going to find another stadium. I'm just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It really is. Cause it's just like, you have, so much potential you have such good actors you have a world that you can build at the drop of hat you can create this world however you want it to be and you still just don't seem to be like on the main walking dead they're the the big bad is capitalism like and this one they are legit fighting radioactive zombies it just doesn't these two americas you know so it's it's kind of it just that's why it's just throwing me off a little bit so like like i said i still like the show but this episode just really, it caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. Yeah. I think Jess watched yeah, and- it first out of all of us. Uh, and <laughs> I think you were like, oh, this episode made me real mad. Uh, and so, like, I walked into it being like, all right, I'm ready for this to be, like, kind of dumb. And someone's probably going to act really out of character. So, like, I felt like I walked into it with the right expectations. And I, I feel like um, I disliked it even more than I thought I would. Uh you know, and I really try to come in with as rosy uh, tinted glasses as humanly possible. I really do. Uh, and I, was, uh, I guess this is a side effect of the LASIK. The rose tinted glasses are gone. Glasses came off, Josh. And yeah, you know, honestly, so I did still, the gloves. I still want to know what happens. I oh, always want to know what happens. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I think the day that I stop wanting to know what happens is the day that I don't do the podcast anymore. But even mm-hmm. when it's ridiculous and stupid and makes no sense, it's like, okay, is the tower going to burn down? Is the beacon going to draw somebody in? Where the F is Madison Clark? We were promised Madison Clark. We got no Madison Clark. Not a drop. If next, you know, if next week is just Alicia burning to death and seeing like Madison Clark calling her into the light. Okay. That's when I quit the podcast. Oh my gosh. Like, Oh man, I just got really annoyed again. You know, we've seen episodes dedicated to someone who's clearly already dead, you know, where we just watch them slowly die and live out their fantasies about how life could be in their past. And if we get Alicia like staring at Madison Clark and Nick or something like that, I will vomit. Like, I'm not going to be okay. So I'm going to rebuke all of that. I, the only thing I want is, is Dead Strand. And it's not because I don't like Coleman Domingo, but he's a great actor. Strand is a great character, but at this point, what is the reason for keeping him around? I just don't understand. He's got to go. I would like not dead Strand. I want want stripped down Strand. 
I want him to like do the Negan thing where he loses everything and wanders in the desert for half a season. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you're you're like you're you're in territory that I would like to get to. I would like to take it in a different direction though, where I would like to see Strand, you know, out of the power here, not in uh, not in with these people anymore. Uh, whether it's because they've exiled him or because he has escaped. Uh, but I would like for him to live and be gone. Uh, put him in like that Rick Grimes school of uh, don't helicopter him out, please. Please don't do that. Let him have some agency in his departure. But Strand could absolutely just like leave this group of people, say, okay, tower didn't work out and you're all going to want to kill me. So I'm just going to bail. And then everybody else could decide, like, chasing after him isn't worth it. We got to focus on our own thing. And then Coleman Domingo is free to not be on the show next season. And also the show, as much as I love Strand, is now free to, like, emotionally and energetically focus on new characters, new threats, original ideas. And then Strand is still out there if they ever want him to show up in, oh, I don't know. I love New York, uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, please. You know, yes, have, please. Have him pop up and hang out with Negan. Like, think bigger than Fear the mm -mm -mm. Walking Dead. We need a new Carol for the Daryl Carol spinoff. Have Could it be, be Daryl and Strand? Terrific. In France? Yeah, yeah. Daryl and I'm Strand in. in France. I'm yeah. in. Well, the thing that's great about that is, like, there is this time gulf between where we are in Fear the Walking Dead right now and where we are on The Walking Dead as we're going to wrap up and Daryl's going to go to, uh, you know, Viva la Revolution in, in France, <laughs> Daryl Dixon is, uh, that if he, like, got on whatever, like, you know, charter uh, that's going to cross the Atlantic, uh, you know, when he, like, he's going to go with Negan and Maggie to New York, but then he's going to leave on a, on a carnival cruise ship or whatever, that it turns out that this cruise is operated by this uh, this incredibly charismatic stranger named Victor Strand, who Daryl doesn't know at all, so they could start over with each other. The sky's the limit. Uh, that's why, like, breaking some of these Fear the Walking Dead characters off and mixing and matching them with some of the other characters out there in the universe. Throw Elton on the boat. You know, like these are people who don't know each other at all. <laughs> so none of their history really matters. Yes. Uh, you could just blank slate it all the way. And it'd be great. It would be great. So I also don't want Strand on the show anymore, but I don't want him dead. And I don't want to see him wandering in the desert. I just want him to show up 10 years down the line in universe. I want or, him... or maybe in reality so Coleman Domingo can go and collect a few Oscars first. Yeah, I want him to have his own boat. And I want Elton to be his first mate. I think yeah. we've found the we found the mega happy ending for Strand. Yeah. He doesn't deserve a happy ending. This man throws people <laughs> off a building while eating strawberries. He needs to die. Like, I don't want that. I don't want him to, like, he okay. has to pay. This okay, man has to pay. Yet. He gets his own boat, but Silas is his first mate. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's better. That's a punishment mm -hmm. in his of himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silas is going to like hold him accountable. <laughs> Silas is a good kid. Doesn't talk yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I talk. I talk sometimes. You just don't really ask me much. <laughs> you just haven't asked me about my life. You just haven't asked me the right question. You don't seem to be that interested in other people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, I. I think. I. I don't know. I, I. I. The other thing is like even if the writing on Strand was so wibbledy wobbledy in this episode of him like then getting to the rooftop being like, oh no, you'll never forgive me for killing Wes Williams. She's like, yeah, you're right. You know, which is so. It was so strange that the whole episode between Strand and Alicia is very, very bizarre. But again, it's a credit to, to the actors that I thought that they performed what they were given, you know, as well as you possibly could. I thought that Alicia Debnam Carey and Coleman Domingo were both like, there was a lot of history that I did feel between the two of them, like emotionally. Like I could feel like what the actors have gone through the trenches of together over the course of Fear of the Walking Dead. That came off the screen. Um, Colvin Domingo accessing like Strand is really upset right now. And this is what it looks like. Summoning those actorly powers to just like get yourself in like full snot face crying territory. All of that stuff from a craft perspective was good. It just made no sense as to why any of it was actually happening. But the ability to deliver that stuff in terms of performance, 
thought everybody did a pretty good job. I even thought West was like, yeah, you're kind of cool. Like, this is kind of badass. I just don't buy it at all. That it doesn't make sense, but you're doing a good job. Um, so I don't know. This, don't, this one is like very clearly laid at the feet of writing, and I, I feel bad saying it, but it's just the truth. God, it's, it's like serving, it's like serving dog food on fine china. Like all the pieces are there, but we have to eat something. Terrible. Or serving um, haggis, as in the first episode. Look, Jess, if you would like to defend, your- I would like to defend haggis now, please. <laughs> when we when Jess couldn't make it on the podcast, we're like, "Don't worry, we just spent a long time roasting haggis." You're like, "I will defend haggis." I was like, "How dare you, mm-hmm, Joshua?" Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's the food of my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got in trouble uh, when I went to Scotland because I was pregnant and you're not supposed to eat too much haggis while you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then look how my kid turned out. So huh? Yeah. Maybe it. I shouldn't be defending haggis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop eating it. It is good. It, it, <laughs> do not knock it until you've tried it. Okay. Noted. It's good stuff. I don't know how it would be out of a can mm-hmm. 10 years into the zombie apocalypse, but you know the fresh stuff is pretty good. Yeah. All right, so speaking of the fresh stuff, Madison Clark next week, question mark? I will walk I'm, out of here. They, I'm tired. I'm Stop not it. so sure. I'm not so sure. There's only two shots in the chamber, uh, and like if it's if it's not next, I mean, frankly. Is yeah. it the last five minutes of the last episode? Probably. It is. It is. Probably, My expectations yeah. are so low. I've been hurt so many times. You know, Five minutes also feels people. like a generous amount of time. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. and it's not like just the cuts, the like the the ending credit scene or something yeah. like that, where yeah. like it all ends. They're off on a boat or something like that, heading to France, and you just see yeah. her standing on the shore, like you know, like yeah. waiting, yeah, or like yeah. some mysterious figure like whips off their mask, and it was Madison Clark all Madison along. Madison Clark all yeah. along, yeah. Yes, I I do. I I'm not like in a position to give them more benefit of the doubt than that. Like I am in a mm-hmm. position right now where like. Well, I guess I'm excited to see Kim Dickens back on the show for sure. And I want to know what's up with Madison. But I also know to not get overly excited about it because I'm not going to know until October or whatever. Right. Because you're just going to show us two minutes of her being recruited into the Avengers initiative. And that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to stop being excited for this now. It's not worth it. Uh, Maybe worth being excited for season eight. You know, and like, okay, well, let's see. Like, will that invigorate anything to have Madison back? We've been wanting it. That's great. But if you're at this point looking for her to reinvigorate season seven, I would say don't look for that anymore. And then if it happens, wow, what a surprise. And that could be delightful and great, you know. But all of my expectations and the full body of work of this season particularly suggest that, no, we'll just get her for like two minutes at the end. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hope I'm wrong. No. Hope I'm wrong. I would love to. I hope so too. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about here? Or can we be done? That's can it. I go home now? Can I go home? I'm tired. Where do you think they're going to go? What is the new Padre if the tower has indeed burnt to the ground? <sighs> even if the it's tower real hasn't. Padre. Yeah. Yeah. They, but even if the tower hasn't burnt to the ground, right? Like they can't stay in the tower. That doesn't make any sense. From yeah. a story standpoint, we're yeah. just going yeah, to fear the walking dead next three seasons in the tower. Like eventually they're leaving. What's next? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Melrose Place. You can't stay in the same <laughs> oh, building. I for... wish. My God. With Amanda mm. and Billy. <laughs> now that Snake. is that's an episode of Tales mm-hmm. from the Walking Dead. Yeah. And Michael Mancini, I believe, was the primetime soap Tales uh-huh. from the Walking Dead. Yeah. Where they're all just hooking up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Loved that show. Gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think we gotta go somewhere. And I'm I mean, they 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 burned all the tomatoes now. Like, what are they gonna eat? Good point. Yeah, uh, maybe a fire roasted salsa. They've got fresh ingredients for it right now. It is Texas. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be good. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Josh Wiggler, what what else is going on in your life? Too much to even consider possibly naming. Just a lot of really fun stuff happening here on Post Show Recaps. We've got so much going on. If there is a, a show that you're watching right now that is on and you're enjoying it, there's a good shot that there is a podcast about it. 
to go with you. Uh, we have uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is premiering later this week. Once this drops, we've got the great Star Wars squad of Mike Bloom, Rich, and LT are covering Kenobi. So that's going to be really fun. Stranger Things is popping off. Uh, season four is beginning uh, later this week as well. Mike Bloom and I are going to be covering that. We've already been doing a rewatch podcast about it. It's been super fun going back through the show. Uh, Chappelle, if you and Rob want to talk about Stranger Things on a nothing but Netflix of the future, just give us a call. We're ready to answer it. Uh, so we're, we're available for that. Beyond that, there's just a ton of stuff under the Banner of Heaven podcast. Better Call Saul's finale. It's midseason finale is this week as well. Um, just a ton of stuff. Uh, and I know Chappelle has some things uh, that he could speak to as well. Yeah, speak to those things, Chappelle. Okay, well, over on Silent Podcast, we recently uh, wrapped up season one of Abbott Elementary with our second half of the season uh, coverage. Yeah, so I gotta Jason check that o, out. Everyone loves yeah, it's, it. It's so it's so yeah. precious. It's so good. Um, yeah. but and it's hilarious. Jason O, myself, Sasha, Joseph, and uh, Gia, we all covered it. So that was a good uh, a good watch. So if you're a fan of Silent Podcast or you want to get into it, go listen to us laugh about that show for an hour because it was a good time. Um, on Rob has a podcast. We're still doing nothing but Netflix. Uh, we this week we covered the Pentaveret, uh, the Mike Myers. Uh, it's a thing that happened with Mike Myers that we watched, and um, just just know, just check on Mike Bloom. If you if you if you're out there, you're listening to this. Just send Mike Bloom a heart emoji and let him know that you're thinking about him because it it it, it did hurt Mike Bloom. Uh, but check that out. Subscribe to Nothing But Netflix. All that good stuff. Keep up with what me and Rob are talking about. Uh, of course, on post show recaps. I'm doing some labor over there. Uh, like, listen, uh, when it comes to Atlanta, I mean, every episode, I'm like, dissertation. Like, yeah. I, I, I should be published by now because I, the Lord's work, Donald Glover has me doing here with Atlanta and talking about this, this whatever this season is. And so we're wrapping that up. I think we have one more episode of Atlanta yeah. coverage uh, that should be out by the time this podcast is out. If not, it'll be out shortly. And so check that out. Myself, Mari, and Latanya, or whatever iteration of those three people that you get that week, depending on, you know, who's there. Um, but yeah, that, that's always a good time and some thought-provoking conversations on that podcast. I, I swear, we, we just be talking. Um, so check that out. And then, of course, uh, you know, as you might already know, uh, Puya and I, we host the Bel Air Post Show yes. Recaps. And we landed a really big interview with the showrunners of Bel Air, and so Puya and I sat down with uh, TJ and Rashid um, to talk about season one and some of the things that are coming up for season two. And so check that out for I won't say exclusive coverage, but I asked some questions I ain't never heard nobody else ask, so I'll say it's exclusive. Uh, and so follow me exclusive on Twitter to you at the very least, exclusive to the royal you, you yes. know, to all of us, yes. you know, if you will. And so check that out. Follow me on Twitter and keep up with all that good stuff. Um, but I think I think that's it. It's a good amount of stuff, and it's That's, all great. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yes. It's a tremendous and lovely amount of stuff. I feel like all of the – I think this is an embarrassment of riches. I think anybody that wants to listen to either one of you two talk about television could safely do so all week long and not have to listen to I don't know about safely. Yeah, uh, safely. I mean, there's nothing safe about not it. Safe. Yeah. You, could, you, could, you can do it. I cannot promise your safety. Yeah. Safety yeah. not guaranteed. No. Check. Yes. All right. Well – Anybody that's listening to this podcast and uh, appreciates the service I think we do for them, which is we talk about the program so that you don't have to watch it. Uh, and I think that's a really nice thing we do for the people. And so one thing you could do to give back so that you don't have to go watching Fear the Walking Dead again is you could support us on Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash postshowrecaps, postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon. Sign up to support us with a small monthly donation. And for that, you get even more stuff. You get exclusive podcast content. You get access to a patron-only Discord. You never see the rooftop of Post Show Recaps. Uh, let's just say that when you're a patron of PSR. I mean, you do, but it's just to go to like tomatoes <laughs> just and to strawberries. the fruit, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But as I said, safety not guaranteed. No, right. um, but good time is guaranteed. 
Indeed so, it is. For a good time, call patreon.com. <laughs> uh, please have that be the sign off every time. I, I think I think that's our new slogan. Yeah, that's good. For sure. And you even get access to our Brant Steel channel in which we do survivor simulations with characters drafted by crowds. And I'm writing the new one. Yeah, you so are. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing you have a survivor pretty fun Pokemon. cast. We have a great cast. Yeah. It's really like people brought it. Yes. Like we got Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. We got Mike Ehrmantraut. We got uh, Rosalie yes. from Twilight. We got Muffin from Bluey. You want to see all these people interact? You got to sign up for the Patreon and join the Discord. And for get a good immersed, time. Yeah. Called Patreon.com. In something you will never be able to explain to the normies. Yes. Mm. Yes. We love That's this. True. All right. Well, follow us all on Twitter. Um, you can follow Josh at Round Howard, me at Haymaker Hattie, Chappelle at Chappelle's underscore show, and our sadly absent comrade AJ Mass at AJ Mass. We love hearing from you. And we also can be emailed at uh, TWD at postshowrecaps.com. And that is always fun to read. We love hearing from you there as well. Anything you want to do to support us, we appreciate you, even if it's just listening with your ears. So we will be back next week to hopefully not be quite so disappointed by Fear the Walking Dead. You can never tell what happens at the show. So we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.